0: Can you tell me to start again?
1: All right, we're alive. Woohoo! Yeah. And guess what? What?
2: If you listen to this, the day it comes out, do you know what tomorrow is?
1: Um,
2: 25th. If you listen to this, oh, the day it comes out. Comes out.
1: Oh yeah. And yeah, I know. Okay.
2: You do
1: know what tomorrow is? Yeah. If my math is right, it's a very special day for you. My yes, math it is. is right. My math is right.
2: Yeah. Happy birthday to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> tomorrow. Yes. I was very confused at first. I was like You could see the clock straight. I was like, Tomorrow <laughs> is Sunday, Rachel. What are you doing? That's where it's my birthday. It is. Yay me! It, it is. We won't say what birthday. Before. No, we will
2: not say what birthday.
0: But, yes. Yes.
2: Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! It's all about me again! This
0: really is a, it always is about you. It's never it's about me. Show. Yeah, I just- You just happen to be here. I just- yeah, I just show up. Exactly! Yeah, I know the rules. <laughs>
2: it's yeah. my show. You're just here. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Not to like steal your thunder.
0: But totally steal my thunder.
2: Welcome to Grandma Tell Me to Hear the podcast. Uh huh. Where it's all about me, Rachel. Yeah. Not about you,
0: Jeff.
1: George. Yeah. Jeff or George. George, Jeff. George, Jeff. Jeff, George.
2: George.
1: Something. Anyway. Anyway, I'll be doing a lot of talking to this week because it's <laughs> an episode where I did the notes for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Whatever. Well, you know. So it's the Jeff.
1: It's a Jeff Fish episode. I have to get one every once in a while, or else I'll just leave.
2: Mm, Doubt it.
0: That's true, I will not. (laughs) If I haven't left by now, right?
2: Exactly! You've been up with me this long! We've only been friends for a long time. A long time? Let's not say how many years we've been out of school.
0: Right, we'll just do a long time. Too many! Just a long time. (laughs)
2: Let's
0: just suffice it to say Rachel's my oldest friend. In the terms of length of our friendship. I
2: was <laughs> like, wait a second, is that an
0: old joke now, too? No, no, that was a, that was a.
2: We, we both know I'm sensitive about that.
0: We, we've been friends the longest. Okay. Rachel's my longest friend.
2: Yeah. I, I have a couple that are a little longer, but.
0: Yeah. So.
2: I think yeah. in continuity, sense though, you're actually my longest friend. Yeah. <laughs> so, that works.
1: Yeah. So, all right. Back to the topic at hand. Oh yeah,
2: about which you? is not about
1: me. About well, it, it can't be about you. It's fine. Okay. But I'll do the docking.
2: <laughs> Happy birthday!
0: <laughs> so, I'm going to well, bring. This is a show. Definitely know what my
1: wheelhouse is.
2: I do. Yep.
1: Yeah. So we are going to be talking about a murderer.
2: Oh today. gosh. Ah. Yeah, not so much my birthday
0: anymore. Well, you know. That's my will right? It's I have a very specific set of rotations I go into, and now we're into the murder part.
2: I know, that's why I have to pick my stories carefully, because I have to remember what you just did, so I know what you're going to do. So I don't, like, <laughs> pick something too similar.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, we are going to be talking about the Cleveland Torso Murderer. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we're, we're keeping it local-ish. We're going up to Cleveland.
2: Oh, uh, torsos. Hmm? Torsos.
1: Yeah. So... He is also known as the Mad Butcher of Kingsbury Run,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and he was a. It was. A, I say he, but it was probably he. But they were an unidentified serial killer who who did a mur- who did who did a few murders, did a murder or two, um, in Cleveland, mm-hmm. Ohio, in the 1930s. Yeah. Mhm. Crazy times. Yeah, there are 12 known victims, like mm-hmm. confirmed that they did. Um, who were dismembered and disposed of in the not-so-well neighborhood surrounding Kingsbury Run. So, mm-hmm. yay. Weren't there other,
2: I thought there were more, though, like, suspected victims?
1: There's, there's more suspected, but the official number they've pinned on him is 12. Or them, them.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so, most of the victims came from the area of Kingsbury Run known as the Roaring Third. Hmm. Which was an area in the town known for bars, gambling dens, and brothels.
2: Oh, the fun parts.
1: Yeah, it was just kind of a seedy spot where people went to forget about the, the troubles of the Depression era times. Because that's when, his, when he was active. When they were active. I'm, I'm probably going to get that mixed up a lot, so deal with it.
2: I mean, whatever.
1: Yeah. Um, this area was also kindly dubbed the Hobo Jungle.
2: The Hobo Jungle?
1: hmm
2: I don't know how I come up with
1: that. There's a lot of problematic stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: But, yeah, it was called The Hobo Jungle. Um, because, yeah, just, like I said, this was during the Depression era, so it wasn't like you had know, a lot of well-to-do people there, and most of the people were probably living on the streets because
2: mm-hmm.
1: all, all the good times there. Sure, sure. So, and... As I've stated earlier, he was an unidentified serial killer, which means that despite a very exhaustive investigation for the time, um, which was credited to, even though they, they weren't really involved in it a lot, the famous lawman, Elliot Ness.
0: Hmm.
1: Do you know who Elliot Ness is? No. Okay. So, at the time, he was the director of Cleveland's public safety oh. department. Okay. Um, but... He is, has the reputation for being the leader of the Untouchables, which was a group of special federal agents that were dealing with the Chicago mob scene. hmm
2: That sounds more familiar.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, is, he was, I think, has the reputation of being the, quote, leader of them. I don't necessarily think he, know that he was, but... Sure. He has that rep. So, now that we've kind of done that brief overview, let's get in to the murders.
0: Yay. Right?
1: So, as recently stated, there are 12 official murders, but recent research has potentially found another eight. So the main spree of the 12 occurred between the years 1935 and
0: 1938,
1: Hmm. Um, but investigators at the time believed there could be potentially another 13 in total in the surrounding areas of Cleveland, Youngstown, and Pittsburgh.
2: Like 13 additional
1: yeah, so, I at, so there's the 12 official, mm-hmm. and then investigators looking at murders, I, I, I think at that time, sure. looking at murders around, they're like, okay, well there's these 13 others that kind of fit the profile, mm-hmm. so it might be him, it might not be.
2: Were they before or after?
1: So they or were... Or in between? Both.
2: Oh.
1: Both. So... I'll well,
2: give you three options, but that's fine.
1: Yeah. Um... <laughs> that's what I said. That's okay. what I said. It's
2: fine. fine. So. Interesting. Oh, so, yeah. No, could you... I'll, I'll keep my thoughts to myself for a moment, but, um... Yeah, yeah.
1: So, they, so this, they think, means that the active years, like, the total active years for this killer, um, started in the 1920s and ended in the 1950s.
2: Dang, that's a long time.
1: It is, and then I guess during that, those three years, 1935 and 38, that's when he was really hot, like... Sure. So. Sure. Um... So there's two strong candidates to add to the official number. They haven't actually been added to it, but they're mm-hmm. like, you, you probably did. You probably did the murder. Um, they are an unknown victim who has been dubbed the Lady of the Lake. Oh. Because she was found on the lake shore on September 5th in 1934. And then the other was a Mr. Robertson who was found on July 22nd, 1950. Oh.
2: -hmm. That is a really wide, like a long time.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: But if he was active that entire time, then there would, I would say, there would be more than twelve. Yeah.
1: Yeah, or even the fourteen if we had these two. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so most of the victims were drifters. Um, Mm you know, could never really be identified. Though interestingly enough, victims two, three, and eight were eventually identified. Um, and they all appeared to be lower class, which obviously made them easy to pray, especially for that time frame, because it's like, who's going to care if a vagrant goes missing?
2: Sure. Well, most of the time people don't know that they're actually missing. Right. That's part of why that...
1: That's part of why that's makes them so easy. Yeah. And they're fine. So, um, CTM, because I'm not going to say the whole thing.
2: <laughs> why not? Because
1: that's a mouthful. Let's
2: call him Cleave.
1: Okay, I'll call him Cleave. I like that.
2: Mm -hmm. All right. I
1: know. So Cleave always beheaded and dismembered his victims, right? Um, Occasionally, he would cut their torsos in half and cut off their arms and legs. Goodness. And in many cases, well, it gets better. Because in many cases, this was performed while the victim was alive. Like, this was how they died. It wasn't like they were killed beforehand and then... Yeah.
2: Don't
1: know. Yeah. So, um, the male victims were castrated. Mm-hmm. And some of them showed that, that there have been chemicals poured on their bodies, though it didn't say, like, my guess is that was to, like, hide what was done to them or try to make it harder to identify Probably. stuff. But it's like, why were only some of them then?
2: It's so interesting that they would do that, like, in the 30s, like, even. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh. That was loud. Was and
1: that, that was, my phone? That was your
2: phone. Oopsies. Sorry. <laughs> um,
1: so, and it, it's really weird too, because you'd think like, you know, in the thirties, they didn't have a lot of like, fan- the technology with them was cutting edge, but like you look at it nowadays, you're like, how did they solve the crime? Right. <laughs> um, so also further complicating matters, not only for the fact that they were chopped into pieces. So odds are you wouldn't find the whole person. Sure. Um, there was usually a considerable time lapse between when the murder happened and when the body was discovered. Um, in some cases apparently it was over a year. Oh wow. Yeah. So obviously what little forensic evidence that could be gleaned at that time was basically useless because of the complications. Um, and then the other factor that always made it hard for people to figure it out was that the heads were almost never recovered. Of the victims.
2: Yeah, that might make it a little more difficult, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, or if they were, it was, like, so far removed or in such a different way that it was hard to connect them to that body or that person. So it's, like, we don't know for sure who it was. So, as previously mentioned also, Elliot Ness was kind of, like, heading this investigation, even though he wasn't really doing a lot of the actual investigative work. Um, But, like I said, his... Reputation as the leader of the Untouchables made him the person who's like, well, if anybody's going to solve it, it's going to be Ness. Um, which obviously he didn't. Um, but he did, however, get to interview one of the prime suspects in it. He also led raids into the towns where the killer was getting his victims to try and catch the guy in the act of getting the victim or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um... And I guess eventually he had those towns burned down, I guess, as this was after people had mostly moved out, like, after they'd recovered. It was just like, okay, now you're just kind of a blight. hmm So, um, which is still not okay, but whatever.
2: Not exactly, but I um... mean... Yeah.
1: And during the course of this investigation, the killer would actually taunt Ness by placing the remains of two victims in full view of his office in City Hall. What? Yeah.
2: That's bold.
1: That is bold. That's very bold.
2: And weird.
1: Yeah. Well, you know. Sure. You know, that's how killers be. They get that taunty thing.
2: That taunty thing. That taunty thing. Oh yes, that's just strange.
1: <laughs> okay, so now right we're gonna I'm just gonna run through the the known victims really quickly. I'm not gonna like go through each individual one because a lot of the time it's just been the cause of death, dismemberment, yada yada. True. Yada.
2: Unfortunately, not that like, I don't like to like Brush over victims, but if we don't know who they are,
1: yeah, that's... or
2: anything about them because they don't have heads,
1: or it's so similar because it's because like the details I was given was just like, like yeah, a lot of these were just like John or Jane Doe, and then it was like when they died, how how long they suspected after they died that their body was discovered, cause of death, and yeah, their number in the in the sequence,
2: right.
1: So yeah, I'm not yeah not diminishing them, but. It's one of those things that it's like, um, without a lot being known, it's kind of hard to... Yeah.
2: Well, we can't really... Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So we will go with... Um... So, yeah. Like I said, there are two that were positively identified. There's a third one. They're pretty sure this was who it was, which is why the kids let three. And then the others were John Doe's. There were six six males and four female victims as well as with the ones identified. So, um, anyway... Victims 1 and 2 were both found on September 23rd, 1935, about 30 feet from each other.
2: So, do they think they were killed at the same
1: um, time frame? No. No. Um, so, they were both males. So they were decapitated and emasculated. And... Um, so basically, uh, the one of the one of these, this is one of the ones, one of these two is the ones that got identified as a person. Um, so victim one was discovered about a month after his death, mm-hmm. and victim two was found within days of his death.
0: Oh.
1: And I think victim two is the one that they found to, like his head nearby, so they were able to
2: identify him.
1: Yeah. And then we get um, so then there's victims three through five which were found between January 1936 and July 1936. hmm Victims 4 and 5 were never identified. Victim 3 was identified and is the first woman attributed to Cleve.
0: Hmm.
1: mm mm-hmm. um, Victim 6 was found in September of 1936, and only the top half of the body was ever found. jeez. Oh, like, not even I don't think the head, because this one wasn't identified very correctly.
2: Oh, good. Mm
1: -hmm. um victim seven was found in february of 1937 and interestingly this she was found in virtually the same spot as the aforementioned lady of the lake which is why they think he did the lady of the lake as well because it's like
2: right same spot like that is odd especially because he already has a pattern of leaving them in the same spot
1: yeah yeah um Victim eight was found in June of 1937, and is the only African American victim. Hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So it sounds like doesn't really care. I don't think that he has a victim type necessarily. No, yeah, it's more just like maybe like a convenience kind of I thing. think
1: so too. I think it's a convenience thing.
2: That's what because I know, most of them tend to have like a type. Yeah, but there are, we have seen some that are like uh, yeah, no, whoever's there that
1: that'll work. But that, yeah, that, that'll work. Um. So, and then the last one of note, like, because, like, I'd obviously at this point, I was like, okay, they're all been basically the same. They found, mm-hmm. dismembered, not identified found. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
1: of So, the last one of note was victim number 10. And this one was noted, notable to me, at least, because they were found in April of 38. Okay. And at first, only the lower portion of the leg, of a leg was found. Yeah. Then, a few days later, her thigh. The leg didn't prompt a search of the river. The thigh showing up did. What? So police searched the river after finding the thigh. And they uncovered a burlap, a burlap sack which contained the torso, other thigh, and foot.
2: oh Where's the rest of her?
1: They did not say that's So they recovered in the sack. So oh, somewhere geez. else. Um,
2: that's unfortunate.
1: And somehow through testing, they were able to figure out that this is the only victim to have had drugs in her system.
2: It's probably a pretty basic blood test, though. Um
1: Yeah. I just think that's interesting that that's, you know. The
2: only one, yeah. Yeah.
1: That that was more the part of it was like, the only one? That's impressive. That is.
2: Well, if he was going after people that were, I mean, I assume, like, in these. Yeah,
1: like, you know, like these poor uh, neighborhoods. Like these homeless
2: areas and stuff.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, he might have just been like, hey, I have
1: alcohol. Or... Alcohol, I have food. I it have... was probably, I, I think it would be more like food, like, hey, I've got some bread if you want, just come on back to my house or whatever. Or my tent, or, whatever. Well, yeah. not tent
2: necessarily, yeah.
1: but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we have food over here, or hey, I don't know, but
2: yeah. yeah. I don't know, but. Or you just leg up on them
1: and. Yeah, I'm not sure, right? like I said, that, that was just interesting to me that it was, one, just like how piecemeal this victim was discovered, and then the fact that that was the, she was the only one to have had Drugs in her system.
2: That's interesting.
1: Yeah. So, on that note, we will go for a quick break and then we'll finish up.
2: All right. All right,
1: we're back from break. All right. Yeah. So, now we're going to look at potential victims. So, as stated before several times, Lady the Lake Mm -hmm. was the first one. That they talk about that is really seriously considered. Sure. Yeah. Um, Her body was found on Lake Erie and on September 5th, 1938. Mm-hmm. Basically in the same spot as I feel like that was that's, that's a typo on my part. Anyway, doesn't matter. But the same spot as victim seven. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Right, because victim seven was found in 37 Lee the Lake was before, so I right. it's supposed to be like 34. But anyway, so researcher some researchers. Some researchers referred to her as victim zero.
2: Oh, I think that might have been like the first. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why. No. Especially, saying. especially if they think he's like if some people are thinking he started in, like the twenties, like. Mhm. So, um, and then in uh, July, July first of thirty-six, there was a headless body of an unknown man found in a boxcar in Pennsylvania. Mhm. And then um, a couple years later, in 1940, another you know, three bodies were found in separate boxcars in a similar way, headless, and showing similar wound patterns to mm-hmm. cleave. Um, and, uh, and then between the years of 1921, 1934, and then 1939, 1942, there is multiple bodies discovered in swamp areas that are surrounding the area, surrounding the, the Pennsylvania area. Over the years, that have similar wound patterns and mm-hmm. kind of seem to match. Cleve. So, like like I was saying, the lead detective working that Kate working the case was like, okay, well maybe they're they are connected. So he would he wrote a train line that ran between both where they are and where these places are. It ran by twice a day because I guess people would train it, train it to work the jobs and they would train back. Sure. Um. So he would ride that train every day looking for clues. I don't know how long he did it, but I think it was a few weeks, maybe a month or so. It didn't say a timeline. I'm just guessing it's probably about a month before it's like, all right, nothing's coming up. I got to do something else.
2: Right.
1: So, and then kind of all goes quiet. It seems like until 1950 when, um, Mr. Robertson's mm-hmm. bodies discovered. And it's just like displayed prominent in front of a business. Um, hmm. um, and I guess upon examination, the police were kind of like, all right, well, he's been, looks like he's been dead like six to eight weeks before they found the body.
2: Oh, so he was moved.
1: Yeah. Or he was kept. He was kept and then. And moved. Yeah.
2: Ew, that's, that's really weird.
1: Yeah. I, my guess is maybe, maybe he put him somewhere in like a more secluded spot and then like after a while he was like, why aren't they finding him? Like I want them to find him. I
2: don't know. That's, I mean, yeah, he clearly wants them to find him if he put him on and, display.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, similarly, his profile fit the other victims, and um, though, despite that, investigators of this Clay came were like, we don't think this was connected to him. We just think this is mm-hmm. an isolated incident because of, because of the significant gap, basically, mm-hmm. is why they thought that. Um, and then I guess in some correspondence that he had in 1939, Cleve claimed to have murdered someone in L.A.,
2: how did he get
1: there? I don't know. Um, but interestingly enough, that is a theory with the Black Dahlia murder. Uh, yeah.
2: That kind of makes sense. <laughs>
1: um, But an investigation done at the time uncovered only animal bones.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, who knows? He might have. He might have just been making it up to make himself seem cooler than he was or, you know. Mm-hmm. So... Now we're gonna get into the fun, fun topic of suspects, mm. and there's only two that they really mentioned in my in the research I did.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the first one, um, they they arrested a man on July 24th, 1939, and he was a 50 year old man that was arrested in connection with victim number three, who was mm. the, um, it was Jane Doe, two, I think even though she was the first woman, like, connected to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, why, I don't know how, why they named it the way they did, but they did. Um, and she was identified as somebody real. Like, so first she was named her, too, and then she became later on. Um, so they arrested him in connection with that murder, Um But while in the county jail, he died under mysterious circumstances. Oh. Which I'd find, to guess, probably means that the guards beat the crap out of him or... Mm-hmm. So, um, most people consider the last like official murder of, uh, Cleve to be at the night be in 1938. Sure. Um, and the prime suspect, the prime, prime suspect was a Dr. Francis Sweeney. Hmm. And the reason was because he was a world war one veteran who served on a medical unit that conducted field amputations.
2: Mm-hmm. I think I've heard of him there before.
1: Yeah, so it's like if anybody could have done it, it's kind of like a Jack Thorpe situation. Like they think whoever Jack Thorpe was was probably a doctor due to, them. yeah. Um, so he was interviewed by Ness. He was the prime suspect that Ness interviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, Sweeney failed two polygraph tests. Mm. And the test administrator was like, oh, yeah, we have the right guy. Like, he's failed this polygraph twice now. And I think even Ness was like, yeah, I think you have the right guy. His background kind of matches up. Um, but, um, Ness didn't pursue charges on him because he didn't think he could get the conviction Mm. because Sweeney's cousin was a, a congressman who was just taking Ness to task over not being able to catch the killer. So he was probably going to go at him even harder because he's like, well, I've Been going on, so now he's going on for my cousin who's a veteran who served honorably for his mm-hmm. country. Yeah, it. yeah. so that's what Sweeney was. Ness was like, Okay, I can't, even though he's probably the right guy, I can't do anything, which mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah. Um, so eventually Sweeney um, commits himself to a veterans hospital, like a, I think the mental ward, probably for the mental health issues that stem from that. And then, um, and he would harass Ness and his family until the 1950s, like he'd send them like read any letters, he'd, you know, just do all this stuff that just like, sure, like, screw you for even thinking I did this, or it was like, hey, you had me, and you let me go because you're a chicken, whatever, I don't know.
2: Yeah, let's talk people.
1: Yeah. Um, so, Sweeney died in in the Veterans Hospital on, in 64. Oh. No. So. 64,
2: interesting.
1: Yep, yep. So there's another theory out there that states that not one single person did all the murder, Mm -hmm. but that it was several people.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, And they believe that part of that's because the MEA who was initially evaluating it didn't consistently apply the same standard of evaluation. So it was like, he'd say marks were expertly done, even though they were not clearly amateurish. Mm Mm-hmm. Um,
2: yeah, that doesn't help the situation.
1: Yeah. And, um, the second, the, his successor, the, the second Emmy that was working on the case became kind of an attention hog and was like, oh. well, he had, he'd had done work on a previous case or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was, so he was like fond over by the media. So he was like, all right, well, I'm gonna maybe string this out a little bit longer connect it the to one. So it's like, okay, we got a real big serial killer rather than just a bunch of weirdos. Sure. Sure. So that is it. That's all I got for the C T M. Cleave. He's yeah. With it being an unsolved case, it's one of those that I don't get to give you. A, I don't get a. We don't, don't get to give a conclusion. Sure. Right, to it. So. Well. And deal with the aftermath. But yeah.
2: Alright then, I don't think I like Cleveland very much. I
1: think a lot of people like Cleveland. I doubt it.
2: Not somebody I want to run into.
0: Yeah, I don't think I want to be his friend.
2: This is why I don't live in Cleveland.
1: <laughs> well, this is one of the reasons.
2: <laughs> no, I'm sure Cleveland's
1: fine. No, um, Cleveland is. The other reason is just we haven't gone there. We don't know what it's like.
2: No, I have friends in Cleveland. Yeah. So. I don't need to go there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Jenny.
0: That's the Cleveland Tourist tour in a nutshell. Yay!
2: Why every time you said Lady of the Lake, I was thinking Lady of the Dunes. Why? Because Lady of the Lake and Lady of the Dunes. I don't know. Okay. Unknown fine. women. Yeah. Murdered with missing hand, um, body parts. I don't know, man. Anyway, not important. Um. Yeah. <laughs> just because that's how my brain works.
1: Okay, that's fine.
2: Anyway, you can find us on our social medias.
1: Yeah, hit us up at all the socials we have. Though.
2: Yep, we have them all. You can find them there. Yes, you can. Um, yeah.
1: Um, yeah. That's all I think we got. Um, if you have any theories on who Cleve really was, let us know. Yeah.
2: Unless it was your grandpa. Maybe don't let us
1: know. No, let us know. Rule number number one. Rachel, rule number one. If you know something, say something.
2: Yeah, maybe you should tell the cops not this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, props.
2: Don't start a Anyway.
1: That's rule two. Yep. So. On that note, um I've been Jeff.
2: And I've been Rachel.
0: And
1: this has been Grandma Telling Me a Scary Story. Good night, and make sure to wish Rachel a happy birthday tomorrow, everyone.
0: Yay! Good night. All right, night. Good night, Grandma. Good night. Good night, good night.